I said I always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm Hey, once again, we are back with another Shot Callers with my man to my left, Joshua Odellis Forellis Ofriciously Hayes. Yeah, notice my name keeps getting longer it's every longer show. Longer. Every show, you know what I mean? I'm just adding <laughs> stuff to it. Adding stuff to I'm it. I'm trying to rival Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> no, 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 not today. But yeah, so we're here back with Shot Callers, man, and we're going to hit you up with some topics uh, from this week, this past week, we've uh, got some NBA stuff. We got some big scores. Um, we've got somebody putting up sixty, somebody putting in the fifty twos. Um, we've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. We're going to go over topics, but I'm going to go over some of our housekeeping stuff. As always, every week, I'm going to say it: five star reviews. Five star, five star. Please five star. get on. Look us up. Apple, Apple Podcast. Five star reviews. Hook us up. We love it. We love the feedback. We're on Instagram and Twitter at 48 Minutes Network, NTWRK Network, on both of our socials. Um, we also have an at-large bid Twitter now um, that I've seen that uh, Producer Tim's been posting some cool stuff on that. Uh, Producer Tim had a, a little bit of a long night last night, so if the voice is a little scratchy, a little raspy, you know, he's not getting into his bag of his deep, you know, deep, uh, quiet storm love. Um, he is um, trying to recover. Um, he's actually, you know, he's been super busy covering Xavier, NKU, UC, all of our local colleges. Um, you know, next week he's running the game, and I believe he said he is Xavier, UC, UC Xavier, UC, UC Xavier. Xavier, UC Xavier, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then next week. Uh, if you uh, is it Xavier that's going to the Charleston Classic? It is, yes. Yeah, so so I'll be in Charleston from Wednesday the twentieth through Monday the twenty fifth. Yeah, so he'll be covering all those uh, that Charleston Classic uh, with Xavier. Um, if you're a Xavier fan, UC fan, NKU fan, uh, the Atlar bid guys um, in forty eight minutes as a whole, we love to color our lo- or cover our local college sports basketball. Um, we've got it all covered. So if you're a fan, you need to be listening to Atlarge bid. Uh, the 48 minutes crew give you know give us all a listen and a shout out um other than that though man we we are staying busy it's hot and heavy in the nba um college basketball is going wild and we've got you all covered here uh, on the 48 minutes network so brother, brother. <laughs> so producer tim with the uh with the air of your raspiness <laughs> of your <laughs> can you give us topic number 1 Yes, sir. All right, guys. So topic number one is the return of Gordon Hayward, or so we thought. So we thought. Mr. Hayward was finally returning back to his form until last night. He fractured his hand, just like the similar injury to Steph Curry this week. So the Celtics have been on a roll. They've been very good. Uh, I think they were 7-1, and one, mm-hmm. and now they're down a guy. So what does this do for the Celtics? And uh, God, this sucks. Yeah, that's the big thing, man, is that it really sucks because he was starting to play really well. Um, I, I hate to see that. Um, he was just starting to get into a flow, um, and, and you know, he was starting to click. That team, I think, was doing a lot better than what everybody had thought after they lost Kyrie, but they picked up Kimba. Um, and that team was starting to click on all levels. So 
Um, to see him go down, you know, after he suffered that horrific injury a couple years back, um, to see him finally get back to form, and then, you know, he has this hand injury. Um, he only played 15 minutes last night before he broke it, and I had nine points and two rebounds before he went out. Um, it's tough to see, man, because he he was definitely playing well. Um I don't know, man. I, I think the Celtics will they'll overcome it because I think they're a good team. We always talk about how, how well coached they are with Brad Stevens. Um, Brad Stevens does a great job as far as uh, getting guys in the right spot. Um, and the Celtics have usually had that next man up mentality. You know, when Hayward was hurt a couple years ago and Kyrie was hurt in the playoffs, those other guys stepped up. Um, Jalen Brown is still playing well. Um, I still don't think he's worth all that money, but he's still playing well. <laughs> Uh, Kimba has kind of stepped into that leadership role. Kimba's playing well. Um, I think that they'll continue to play well. It just sucks losing a guy when you're trying to make a run in the Eastern Conference. You know, because, you know, everybody's thinking the same thing. Um, we got to have enough guys to be able to beat the, the top guys, which are uh, usually it's the Milwaukee Bucks uh, and the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors have been good as well. So you got to have guys there that are going to be able to, to get you over the hump, and Hayward's one of those guys, so it sucks for that. And it just sucks overall because he's just a, such a solid player. Yeah. You know, for me, I was I was a, a big Gordon Hayward fan when he was even in college, and I didn't really know how well his game was going to translate to the NBA. But, um, you know, I just want to throw some, some stats out here about Gordon Hayward. You know, he came into the league in 2010, averaged five points a game. And then he steadily increased his points per game average. He went from 5 to almost 12 to 14 to 16 to 19 to 20 to 22 Mm -hmm. was his peak in Utah. So fast forward, you know, he signs the free agent deal with Boston. And, you know, they're like, hey, we're getting a guy. He was putting up 20, you know, 22 points a game, was shooting fairly well from the field. Uh, And then – I mean, within minutes of the first game, you know, he goes down with the ankle. Yeah. And if anybody saw it, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was So, he sits out the whole year, you know, and then he comes back. And, you know, we're all saying that he's not the player that we saw in Utah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he was averaging 11 points a game last year. Looked like he really struggled. You know, the sad part was, is, and this is how we look at guys, we look at a guy like Russell Westbrook, James Harden, you know, these guys, oh, they're getting triple-doubles every night. You know, they're scoring 30, 11, and 12. And, you know, we talked about how bad of a season Hayward had compared to before, but he shot 47% from the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really consider that horrible when you look at some of these other guys' shooting percentages. No, not at all. But then, fast forward to this season, I know it's a small sample size. It's eight games. But it just goes to show you how long it takes you to come back from an injury like that. Yeah. So eight games in, shooting 55% from the field, mm-hmm. you know, averaging 19 points and a career high seven rebounds, you know, to go along with four assists. He was he was putting in that work. Yeah. And uh, I would say between – it was maybe a toss-up game in, game out between him, Kemba, and uh, Tatum, who was, you know, rolling with the team that night. And yeah. They would generally go with the hot hand. And I think those three players together were making a huge difference. I think they finally found out what their roles were. Uh, I think they finally found out how to complement each other. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting into that flow, and then all of a sudden, boom, fractured hand. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I really hate to see guys get hurt when they get hurt on a play that was um, 
was e- either wrong, illegal, because if I'm not mistaken, I think he got hurt on an illegal screen. Yeah. And, um, you know, they call the offensive foul, and you could see him kind of run into each other. It didn't look crazy. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you saw him walk off holding his hand, and, and that was it. Yeah, it, it was it was really crazy how it happened. Like, it was completely different from Steph Curry's, because Steph, you could actually see him, his hand, like, crunch under his body. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was pretty horrific if you, if you really watched it. Uh, but yeah, Hayward's looked really innocent. I mean, the screen was was illegal, um, but it was. But they go through illegal screens all the time. Right. You see that stuff all the time. So for him to come out with a broken hand is just kind of really freak, and um, it's it really sucks because, like Josh said, I mean, he was fifty five percent from the field, uh, mid forties from the three point range. I mean, and he was playing really really well, um, and he they were all really kind of flowing there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, who will be the next guy to step up and 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 be in that spot? So, um, yeah, shout out, man. Um, hope he heals fast and gets to come back this season. And, yeah, um, I really like watching him on the floor, man. He, he he's a good all around ball player, and I was glad to see him come back from the first one. Absolutely, has almost the greatest single shot in NCAA basketball history. The almost, the almost. almost. <laughs> Gosh. I okay. always laugh because people talk about that game, and I'm like, that game sucked. Yeah, it was not a very the good game. The only thing that would have been good in that game is if he hits that shot. Yep, that would have been it. Cool, awesome. All right, uh, Raspy Tim, <laughs> give us topic number two. That's your new rap name, Raspy Tim. Raspy, Raspy Tim. Tim. If you see it, he's got the Xavier sweatshirt, and he's rocking the Ninja headband. He's he's uh, he's Raspy Tim today. MC Raspy. MC Raspy. Give us topic two. All right, let's talk about the Wigs. Andrew Wiggins, who has heard everything everyone has said, including 48 minutes in shot callers. Yep. Andrew Wiggins, who said there are not 100 players in the NBA better than him. Yep. Right now, there are not 100 players in the NBA better than him. Uh, The Timberwolves obviously have had a surgeon. They've played really well so far this year. Cat's been an MVP candidate. Uh, But Andrew Wiggins has really made a name for himself in that most improved player comeback of the year category. So what do you guys think of the play of Wiggins so far? Is this sustainable, and do you believe in the Timberwolves? Man, I'll tell you what. I, we're eight games in, and you know for me, eight games is very similar to watching the preseason. Pre- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing we just talked about with Gordon Hayward where I was kind of high on it. I, I think because we all were skeptical of Wiggins. I mean, coming out of college, I mean, Wiggins was the real deal. Yeah, and, he was. Um, he never lived up to that expectation. I mean, he did have a couple good seasons. Um, He's rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But then, just some, I don't know, man. There, there was just something about him that even even when he was putting up stats, you were like, this guy's not that good. Like, why is this happening? And I think for the first time, uh, people were starting to look at him and think that, like he he's backing up his talk right now, yeah. You know, twenty four and a half points per game, uh, four rebounds. He's averaging over a block a game. Um, you know, he's shooting, he's shooting a decent percentage. Um, would probably like to see him shoot a little better. Um, he's shooting forty six percent from the field, and um, I think on the offensive side of the ball, at least, he's definitely helping Minnesota. Uh, look like a better team than what we thought they were going to be. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, with that. Along with Cat, now you technically kind of have a formidable one-two punch at this point, where we didn't see that happening. And um, I'm I'm real interested to see like how the season plays out. Like, can those two coincide and get along? Is he going to try to be ball dominant where he doesn't want Cat to touch the ball? Are they going to work it out? 
because I, I told you, I think Cat is one of the, the greatest talents in the NBA. And if this guy should, this guy should be averaging 25, 26 points per game and 12 boards and, and, and probably two and a half, three blocks. And, and I should feel like he should be on every bit of level that Anthony Davis is. And I don't think he gets talked about like that very much, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, eight games in, you got Andrew Wiggins here um, showing us that the potential number one pick, I mean, it's taken him a little while. And we also got to realize, man, he was one year out of college and mm-hmm. he's 19 years old. He was already traded before he played in NBA. Yeah, yeah, he already yeah. traded. I mean, there was a lot of the mental – there was a lot of mental, you know, there. And, and uh, he had to overcome, you know, getting drafted by Cleveland and then getting traded for Kevin Love and, you know, trying to find a new home. But, you know – I haven't realized that up until last year, um, I won't say last year he missed like seven or eight games, but the other than that, he never missed a game in the NBA except for like one. Yeah, yeah. last year, Cat missed his first five games of his career. Yeah. Obviously, he missed a couple this year, but not for injury purposes. Right. So he's been right. a workhorse already playing 82 games three times. Mm-hmm. Um, he's averaged over 20 twice. Um, I don't know, man. I guess I guess the jury's, the jury's still out on me, but – I mean, if we're starting to get 20 games in yeah. and he's still averaging 24 and a half, 25 points per game, still shooting a consistent 46, 47%, I guess we got to kind of change our mind and say that Wiggins is the real deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm looking at looking at his lines from previous seasons. And I'm wondering, like, any other player that's averaged close to 20 points a game and has shot an average 45% from the field, will we still have the same kind of uh, feeling about yeah. I mean, he's he's averaged twenty points a game. I mean, from for his career, and he's averaged shooting, you know, a decent percentage at forty. He's averaging shooting forty four percent from the field. I mean, any other person that that's you look at that's higher than James Harden. Yeah, I mean, any, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. But any other person that we we would cover, we'd be like, oh man, he's had a decent career for himself. He's co- but for some reason, for Wiggins, like it always feels like it just never quite got. I think it's because we I think look it's effort, effort. Yeah, you know, it's we have never questioned Wiggins' ability. Never. I, he's he's got so much talent and ability. Um, it's the effort part, and I don't know if that is because um, of you know guys he's played with before. I don't know if it's because uh, uh, he just feels like he was so talented he had to put forth the effort or what. I'm not really sure what it was. But I feel like the effort has kind of been there this year. Um, him and Cat have the possibility of being a really good one-two um, if Wiggins plays like this consistently all the time. We know the talent is there. We know he has the ability. We know he can put the ball in the basket. It's the effort plays. It's the playing in the defense. It's getting to you know loose balls. It's switching on defense and being able to recover and, and help your teammates out. It's those kinds of things that we've been kind of lacking on Andrew Wiggins. It's not the talent. Um, and he's starting to show that. I mean, uh, the cool thing about this whole thing is is that if I really feel like him and Towns are just having a good time playing basketball. So they're playing loose. They're playing together. Uh, Wiggins looks like he's got a little bit more heart than he's had in the last couple of years. Um, there's one thing about Jimmy Butler that you can never say. Is that Jimmy Butler is never going to lie to you? Nope. He's a very honest person, and he's going to tell you. Everything. So when he came out and said those guys, you know, they don't like the practice, they're so, maybe there was something to it, and maybe it lit a spark in those guys. To say, look, we're young in the league. 
we've got an ability and we've got a team here that we could really, really do something special with if we all just buy in. And maybe they're just buying in. You know, I think, I mean, Carlin Towns is top 10. I mean, he's, he's a stud, no doubt about it. But, you know, you have to have a guy like Wiggins to be able to do other things and be able to, to be able to get where you want to get. I mean, and they've beat some pretty good teams this year. So, um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just Wiggins finally got it. And if you guys remember, uh, what night were we all sitting here together and we were watching the, the Timberwolves play and Wiggins came down like four times in a row yeah, yeah, and just threw a three up and we were like, okay, the first one, he hit it. The second one, we were like, he hit another one. The third one, we were like, heat check, and it went in, and we were like, uh-oh. Yeah. And the fourth like, one, he knocked okay. it down. Okay, <laughs> and then the fourth one, he knocked down, and we were like, oh, Wiggins came to ball today. Um, and it looks like, to me, and, and this might even be more of an eye-opener, so his last four games, 21, 25, mm-hmm. 30, 40. So it, it's like something is something starting to click with him. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ryan Saunders. I, I really think yeah. Ryan Saunders is really, like, you see this team, they've really stepped up so much since they replaced, got a full-time replacement for Tibbs. Yep. And I think that Tibbs mentality, I think, you know, like Butler said, it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't fit for everybody. Yep. And so, not to say that Ryan Saunders goes to babies these guys, but he's getting more out of them. Yeah, and there's something to say about having a guy closer to your age that understands your culture. And how to motivate young guys. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't been around. It's not like he hasn't been around. Right, his dad was flipped. He's been around these guys. He knows how to motivate them. And 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 I'm not. It's not a knock on the young generation, but they're motivated differently. Jimmy Butler is motivated differently than Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins and those guys. It's just a different motivation. So yeah, Butler came in with Lou Aldang, right? Joakim, yeah, like guys that are dogs. You know what I mean? Those guys are dogs. You know what I mean? So. I think there's a relate, uh, you know, there's a relationship there where you know, young Saunders has just kind of said, "Look, you guys are young. I, you know, let me motivate. You know, he's been able to motivate them and do some things. Maybe I think that's a good point, Tim, because you know, Tibbs, you got to be a Tibbs guy. It's almost like being a Popovich guy. You know, not everybody can play for Popovich because he's just got a spe- he's got a different mentality. I mean, he, you got to be able to do the things the way he wants them done, or you're just not going to play. So. Um, I, I think young Saunders has done a great job maybe motivating those guys and, and seeing how uh, well they're, you know, working together. I, I You know, they're a fun team to watch. They, hey, while know. we're talking about Minnesota, and, and I want people to, to realize this when you have two guys, I mean, you got Wiggins averaging 25 and 5, basically. I'd like to see him get his, his assist up a little bit to Same. show that he's – He's, um, you know, making the offense work. But Someone that could be another ball handler. Yeah. Like, kind of run the so, offense. So, you know, through. if he could get up to about four or five assists a game, I think that'd be really good. But then you got Cat, who's only played six games this year. But, again, small sample size, 26 and 12. Mm-hmm. And that's higher than his career averages. Look at that three-point yeah. percentage, and, too. And nobody really even realizes that's what he's doing. Yeah. Like, I even watched a couple games, like, he needs to touch the ball more. And then you look up, and he's – He's a very silent 20 and 10. Yeah, right? He is. Yeah. It's funny how quick – I mean, it's quick. It's funny how he does it and nobody really notices. So, Hey, and shout out to uh, ex-Timberwolf Kevin Love, man. Have you guys seen what he's been doing lately? I have. Like yeah. back to his old self, yeah, man. He's, yeah, he's balling. He's and feeling it, himself. You know what? Kind of off the subject really quick. 
Tristan Thompson, right? Became a leader. <laughs> like, like he's he got away from that Kardashian man. He dropped that Kardashian. He dropped the Kardashian. He's back to his old self. You remember when James Harden was dating the Kardashian and he was like missing shots and not, and then he dropped there. He dropped all that weight and now he, then he was MVP. Mm-hmm. It's a Kardashian curse, man. Chris Humphrey's out of the league right now because of the Kardashian curse. That's fact. I mean, that's fact. Can't date a Kardashian. Cannot date a Kardashian. I agree. <laughs> all right, all right, DJ Raspy Tim, <laughs> give us topic number three. Guys, we're seeing a lot of high scoring and losses this week. Damian Lillard drops 60 and a loss. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell drops 52 and a loss. <laughs> I got a funny story about that, too. What is going on with these teams not being able to back their boys up? <laughs> well, listen, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, on social media, all I hear about so much is like how happy everybody is to see Golden State suffer right now. Yeah, I I don't understand it. I personally, I, I'm not a huge Golden State fan, but like, my goodness, was that just fun basketball to watch? Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot be a fan of basketball and not like watching Golden State play. I mean, the unselfishness. I mean, they were having fun on the floor. Uh, they played defense. They they executed offense and they won. And they were doing it by having a good time. And now, you know, it's like the Grim Reaper came in and was like, look you're dominating too much. Like we can't have this anymore. So he just started like sniping people off left and right. <laughs> you know, he sniped off Durant. And then the next thing you know, it was clay. And then it was Looney. And then it was Curry. And then it was uh Draymond green. And then he made father time catch up with Iggy and Livingston. And then he was like, Oh, what? We're going to make you hurt too, D'Angelo. We're going to sit you out. So they were playing with, the um, Beach Grove Schoolyard League team right. over here for a couple games. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, But then, you know, we've always said D'Angelo was a talent. And, you know, that game the other night, I, I kind of posted this a little too early. Um, I was like, who needs Curry and Steph and Clay and, and KD and Green and uh, Iguodala and Livingston and Looney and right. – and, <laughs> and then, you know, D'Lo hit a shot to go up three, and I'm like, he won the game for him. And the next thing I know, they're in overtime, and they lost. And I was yeah. like, what in the world? Wiggs. Wiggins came It was. Wiggins, it was Wiggins. Wiggins. Wiggins got hot. And then the same thing with Lillard. We've all, we've seen Lillard have some huge games. Uh, Lillard put up 60, and uh, they lost. Yeah. And, you know, I just asked you guys. I'm, I'm going to try to find it if I can figure it out. But, like, the what's the correlation with guys scoring 50 points and losing? And it's just mind-boggling to me that you can carry a team like that, shoot that well from the floor, and then you can't pull out the dubs. So they said this is just the third time in the past 20 seasons where two players have scored 50 on the same day. And the first one was McGrady and Mashburn back in 2003. Oh, and Mashburn was in Charlotte. Uh, Mashburn was was in New Orleans at oh, the yeah, time. Oh yeah, because he was with the Hornets. Still. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. had just they just switched over. Number two was Iverson and Carter in two thousand five. Ooh, was that against each other? Um. So it was Iverson with Philly, Vince Carter, New Jersey, and then um. And then it says the third one was of course was here, and then it said Lillard became the fourth player in thirty years to score sixty or more in a game with a loss. So you got Lillard this year. Last year you got Kemba Walker put up sixty against Philly. Yeah, I remember. And that then game. of course yeah. you guys remember the um, the Devin Booker game. He put up seventy 
against they kept Boston. fouling to keep the game alive. <laughs> and then um, Michael trash. Jeffrey so, Jordan back in 93 put up 64 against Orlando and lost. Really? Wow. That's an interesting stat. So, I, I've always – I've never been a big fan of guys having these monster games. I don't know why. I think it's cool to see, but, like, it always I always feel like it ends in a loss. Well, Russell had another one last night. They, he scored, like, 32, I think, against OKC, and they lost. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that's just supporting cash, you know what I mean? So yeah, Eric like, Pascal can't be your second. Yeah, best Eric Pascal can't. But he's balling. I and, love him, but he's he, that's his ceiling right yeah, now. Guys, that team ceiling. is going to be so yeah. scary, he's, deadly next year. It's going to yeah, be ridiculous. That's the, that's the top of what he's going to give you. Yeah, right I don't there. think he's getting better than this. No, I think he's at his max. It's great. It is great. I'm happy for him. Absolutely. Shout out to Big East. But he's but that he's at his max. Nova. Um, but yeah, I I think when those when you have big score games like that. You always got to look at the supporting cast if you're going to win or going to lose. Um, if you looked at the Brooklyn Nets first Portland game where he scored 60, CJ McCollum had eight points and shot four for 19 from Wolf. the field and 0 for two from three. He didn't even take a whole lot of threes. He's a max two. player, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a guy that should be getting you 20 plus a game, right? Yeah. So he he <laughs> so <laughs> Rodney Hood, who's played six minutes, gave you zero points. Hazania, six points. Whiteside, of course, uh, he's well. He had fifteen rebounds, but he had ten points. So when you look at all these, the second leading scorer off the bench was Simmons for Portland with fifteen. So, I when you look at those when these games come out and you look at all these scores, it, it's always looking at the other guys and what they did to see if you're going to win or you're going to lose. So on reverse with the Brooklyn Nets. They had two 30-point scores with uh, Kyrie and Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie had 34. Kyrie had 33. Dinwiddie's so. about that life. Oh, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie can get it, boy. Oh, I'm telling yeah. you. It's my potential yeah. six-man of the year yeah, right Dinwiddie, there. Dinwiddie can get it. That, there's no doubt about that one. But see, even in that game, Karis LeVert shot two for 13. It was one for four from three with seven points. So, um, I think it's just the, it's more about the – other guys than it is about the guy that's scoring 60 when you're looking at the losses. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, not to cut you off. No, you're good. Why do we feel like, and maybe this it's the mystique and I'd have to go back and watch some old NBA footage on the NBA channel when they do the classic games. But why do we feel like every time somebody like MJ had a big game, like he willed the bulls to a win Right. Or, you know, MJ with 45 and 13. And How much time you got for this conversation? Uh, <laughs> we, we, we could do that on another day. We could, but that, Now, when we, have our, when we have our open mic night, this is one of the conversations we're going to have for sure. So <laughs> Write that down. One of the, one of the things, uh, Ben, that, that, I, that I noticed with today's NBA game is when you have a lot of these guys putting up these points, again – I'm not knocking anybody. I yeah. think to put up 60 points in a it's game awesome. is unreal. I mean, it's but like, crazy. also, you're like, you're right, supporting cast. But what are they doing on the other side of the ball? Right. Like, are they taking off on defense to play offense? Yeah. And like, you know what? I got to mm-hmm. carry the load tonight. Where we asked Kevin Johnson about this when we did our live NCAA pod last year, because that year Kentucky was undefeated going to the tournament. Mm-hmm. The second round they played UC, so we were like, you guys had to play that double rotation team. He's like. I was like, how'd you guys prepare for Cat? He goes, we didn't. Devin Booker came off the bench. We prepared for him. We let Cat do what he wanted to do. That's crazy. And that and I think that happens a lot, too, where oh, you yeah. know you know, Lillard's going to get – Lillard on, on a given night's going to give you 30. I mean, that's a given. 
McCollum is probably the guy they plan to stop because you can't have two guys get 30. So you're like, you're like, okay, Lillard, you're going to get your 30, 35. That's cool. Not that night he got 60, but McCollum only got eight, you know? So you're like, you know, you got to stop one or the other, which you you can't stop. It's funny. It's funny that you say that because, and I would like to have this conversation about, uh, some of the great NBA finals games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys remember a couple years ago, um, LeBron versus oh oh. Golden State. Best individual performance yeah. I've seen in a finals game. It yeah, was. No it definitely was. But I also think that was Golden State's game plan to let oh, LeBron sure. eat. Let, yeah, him, yeah, yeah, let yeah. him do what he wants. And yeah. you guys remember in that series in the fourth quarter, like he was dog tired. Yeah. He could not do anything in the yeah. fourth quarter. And they were like, we'll let LeBron get what he wants to do and we're going to make everybody else beat us. And it, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. So – you know, he had this great monster stat line. Everybody's like, look at his performance. But at the end result was like, Golden State was like, we beat you at your own game. Yeah. Like, we let you, we let you let LeBron beat us. And he couldn't. Yeah. And, so. I, and I think, too, it hurts people when they try to do that versus Golden State. You know what I mean? Because well, I mean, Golden State had so many scores. Like, oh, we'll let Durant get his. We'll let Durant get his, but everybody else, we got to stop. I'm like, well, you're not stopping Steph Curry. Yeah. You're not stopping Clay Thompson. Well, you only needed two of those guys right. to get it off. You know what you I mean? Four. Like you got four guys <laughs> that are going to just go off. Like you can't play that. You can't play that game because if Durant gets if Durant gets forty, you know Steph's getting twenty five. You know Clay's getting twenty, and you know Draymond's getting fifteen and fifteen. Like you can't play that. You couldn't play that strategy, which that's what made them so deadly. You know what I mean? And then you had to worry about Iguodala when he was healthy was freaking one of the greatest six men to come off the bench. So it's like, you know, you you kind of pick your poison. Yeah, that's why I always laugh when I go and look at the uh, when I go back and look at like that Cavs win. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, Vessus is he at least playing at crunch time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I get it now. Right, I get it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Final topic, guys. Yes, sir. Let's Number hit it. Three. So I know what I told you guys earlier, but I actually want to switch it up. Yo, well, let's do it. We're I like about it. another Celtic. Kemba Walker returns to Charlotte this week. Mm. Has a nice standing ovation. Yes, he did. Has the great tribute video. Yes, he did. Celtics go in there and get the dub. Yep. What do you guys think? Actually, let me rephrase this. So, Kevin Walker didn't have his best game. He shot like no. 6 of 18. I think he had 22 points. Yeah. Thank you. Good night, bad night. <laughs> um, but when we go down to it, we look at everything Kevin Walker did in Charlotte. Is he the greatest Hornet of all time? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. Ooh, gosh. I mean, because you're going back. Can I give you my answer? I mean, you, are, we, are we going against like even yes. when they were in New so Orleans? You're so you're like Chris Paul. No, 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 uh, that wasn't. Or so the same are you, so we're like Joe and Morning and Larry Johnson, Johnson and Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice and, yes, I'll oh, give my answer now. Go ahead. Uh, I want to hear what you think. Are Muggsy Bogues? Yes, I think Kemba Walker is the best Hornet of all time. I think okay. he's the franchise all-time leading scorer. If I remember correctly, he's the franchise all-time all-time leading assist man. Okay. He went through hell and back, being a Bobcat to being a Hornet. <laughs> he sure uh, did. You know, there's a reason that uh, Michael Jordan wanted a guy on his team wearing Jordan brand. Yeah. So, to me, everything he did for them, bringing them back from the eclipse of the Bobcats to a playoff run in one year, mm-hmm. um, all the buckets he put in. You know, Josh mentioned earlier that he had a 60-point game they lost. We saw so many of those performances. And really, I don't think it's all that rivaled. I mean, Zoe was great, but Zoe was there for four years. I think. Larry Johnson was awesome. He wasn't there long. Yeah. I mean, Jamal Mashburn was great in Charlotte. Great in that Charlotte-New Orleans transition. Mm -hmm. Baron Davis was really good for those Mm -hmm. teams, but I think Kemba was the best one of all those guys because they were all great, but a lot of them would be great in other franchises. Like, Baron Davis was awesome in Charlotte. But he was really good. But he goes to Golden State. Golden State. He's the man. Yeah. 
And and Lonzo was the same way. He was decent in Charlotte, but he became the man in Miami. Exactly. Yeah, and Larry Johnson only had that grandma ma run of like three or four years in the. And then went to New York. Yeah, he went to New York and kind of faded away. He wasn't even. Yeah. Not even remotely the same guy. That sucks because injuries really killed him. Yeah, it did, and he was super explosive. I mean, not, uh, I don't know how many listeners are there with who remember Larry Johnson and Charlotte, but he was phenomenal. I mean, he just attacked the rim, had a nice little 15, 17 foot jump shot. Um, you know, the Grandma Ma campaign was one of those sickest shoe campaigns, Genius. even though it was Converse. Genius. I mean, it was just unreal. So They're bringing those shoes back. Are they really? Oh, yeah. I will get a pair. I oh, had a I pair, in, sure I had a pair, a pair. in middle school, for sure. Yeah. Um, Shout out Nike making Converse basketball big thing again. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be hard-pressed to say that anybody else was. When you're a franchise's all-time leading scorer, um, and you've meant so much to that franchise. Um, it's hard to say that anybody else is better than him. I mean, it's he's he had a phenomenal run there. Um, the people of Charlotte, you know, they embraced him. They love him. Um, you know, and you could see when he came back in the building. I mean, it was nothing but love. People in the back were giving him hugs. The crowd was super hyped for him. You know, it, it says a lot about what a guy gives to your franchise. You know, when Kyrie goes back to Boston, there there's not, not going to oh, no. be no. Oh no! He you know told, what I mean? He told them he was going back. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> when he goes back, like there's no love, no love lost there. You know, when Kyrie goes to Cleveland, I don't even know if they're really like, eh. You know, they, I mean, they like, they, they, but he's not going to get like the love that Kimba got. No. Um. So yeah, it would be hard pressed when you. I think when you lead, if you're the all time leading scorer in a franchise, um, and you took them from where they were to where they were actually kind of. You took a Michael Jordan owned team and made them kind of, you yeah. know, respectable. Competitive. Um, competitive. I mean, you you have to I mean, not I, I don't see anybody else in that franchise that did that. Like we said, everybody else was there short spans. Um, you know, even guys like David West, who was, you know, he was New Orleans and like That's the Pelicans. But that's the Pel I mean but oh yeah, that's was I'm thinking Dude, that whole thing makes yeah, no it, damn it, sense. It crosses at all. over and I'm like, it, yeah. But yeah, I would think you'd have to. I mean, honestly, I mean, who? I can't think of anybody that in that franchise has done more for the franchise than Kemba. So, all right, so I'm gonna throw some names out. Go for and it, and maybe we we'll, we can decide why we think it is Kemba. Okay. So, if we were gonna build an all five or top five or a first team starting team for the Hornets, Ooh. we would go center. Alonzo Morton. Lonzo we all Morton. agree. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Power forward, Larry Johnson. Yep. Yep. Small forward, Glenn Rice. Yeah, I'd say Rice or Mashburn. Or Mashburn. Yeah, okay. yeah, him or Mashburn. Shooting guard, Dale Curry. Yes. Absolutely. Kendall Gill's close. And then Kimball Walker. So mm-hmm. we have those five. And then oh, we that's said, buckets in the front. And then the we said, buckets. and then we said Jamal Mashburn and Kendall Gill. So that's your that's seven. That's, I mean, that's seven Hornets, right? Yeah. Um, who who else was there for a good amount of time? Drew Wallace, yeah. Baron Davis, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Al Jefferson was there for a good amount of time, so they had some good players there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Uh. So I guess when you look at it, are we saying who's the best Hornet based off of stats? Are we saying who's the best Hornet based off of what was done for the team? Because you got to remember, before Michael Jordan, you got to remember the Hornets were an expansion team. Mm-hmm. So, 
does Kemba mean more to the Hornets than what guys like uh, Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson and, and Del Curry did? Or do those guys mean more to the Hornets than what he did? Because, you know, you got to remember, you go from an expansion team to a playoff team, and they had, those guys had some good years together mm-hmm. there. Uh, Glenn Rice. Um, but you're right. I mean, in the dumps of the NBA was the Charlotte Hornets for yeah. years. Yeah. And Kemba was their lone bright spot. Mm-hmm. Um, those other guys played together. I don't remember the exact line. I, I can definitely remember Zoe and Morning or uh, Zoe and Gill and, and and Bogues and Curry and all them playing together. So back then, I feel like Charlotte had a formidable. Yeah, they were lineup. fun. They the were fun to watch. The Ninety three Hornets were super. They were good. super good. But when you everyone look had at, the starter jacket. <laughs> yep, no doubt. And those colors, man, the they just feel well together. Colors, man, the best I think colors. we're all going to be rocking some Grandma Ma's here when they come back out. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. But uh, when you look at, like, when push comes to shove, I mean, Kemba kind of had nobody. Like, he's just out there playing by His himself. best teammate was Al Jefferson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because Gerald Wallace was gone by the time the Bobcats drafted him. Yep. And, you know, we all had didn't know how Kemba was going to translate to the NBA. He's small guard, um, really quick. Uh, we watched him in the Big East. Had the best tournament run ever. Uh, yes, oh, arguably God, the man. best tournament run ever. Um, you know, he was crossing ankles and, and winning championships. And Dude, man. that Big East tournament going into the championship. Then they then they, then they, they actually won the they national won the Big championship, East right? They the national title. Yeah. They beat Kentucky they in the beat final They beat Kentucky, four, which... And then they beat Butler. Yep. Yeah. I was completely shocked that Kentucky... Apparently, Kentucky's kryptonite is UConn. Um because uh-huh. they also lost to him in a national championship yep. game. That's Shabazz Napier game. <laughs> yep, sure. Got Shabazz um, Napier some money. Shout out to oh, UConn. Shout out to UConn <laughs> because that I was super pissed that year because Louisville lost to Kentucky in the Sweet 16, all based off of freaking Russ Smith not making free throws. They and, were. Uh, do you remember that game? They were like Kentucky was an eight seed in the championship, and yeah. UConn was a seven mm-hmm. seed. Yeah, was so nuts. And yep. uh, Louisville beat UConn three times that year. Yeah. So my money was on Louisville in the national championship yeah. game had they made it. Yeah, but. You know. I mean, you might get it this year. They're nasty. Hey, I was going to say I watched them. I watched. Yeah, you know, everybody was talking about Louisville and like, oh, they only won by thirteen. Like, yeah, you didn't watch the game. No, like, no, they no. were up by way more than yeah. that, and they kind of pulled the brakes Williams, off. Sammy Williamson is legit. His buckets. But yep. yeah, I, I agree with you guys. You know, after thinking about it, I love all those guys that played for the, the Hornets back in the nineties. Um, a lot of them were definitely instrumental to the to the success of where the Hornets were and where they are now, and. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened with that whole switch to the Pelicans back to the. It's Ravens Browns ish. Yeah, it is. We're like, but it's still weird at the same time because, you know, like the current Cleveland Browns honor the Jim Brown era for like their their franchise records and stuff like that. (laughs) But like this one's weird because it's like there was Charlotte and there were New Orleans and they were recognizing the new like the the Charlotte history with that team. And then there was all of a sudden like, well, now we're the Pelicans, so we just have a fresh start. All right. So, but we'll start with the Chris Paul era, and you're like, I'm so confused. I know it's like <laughs> you know that meme where it's like the brains like yep. got a couple lights, <laughs> and he goes to the second pit and has more lights, and the third one's just like, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So but here's think, a, but yeah, that's that's crazy to me. Like and that's why I was like David West. I'm like, hold on, was he a Pelican or was he a <laughs> yeah, Hornet? Right. Was like, he a Bobcat? Hey, and we forgot like, about this too. You know the Charlotte Hornets also did have one Kobe Bryant. For all seconds. of for 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Kobe Bryant's the greatest. <laughs> He's the greatest Charlotte of all time. Hands down, bar none. Book it. <laughs> Shout out Vladi Divac trade. Vladi. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It was Vladi and it was Eldon Campbell. Eldon Campbell. Yep. Yep. 
But go, going back to the Wiggins thing, and we were talking about any player that has averaged 19 points a game where he was, like, pretty good. Guess what Kim was averaged for his career? About 19 and a half. 19.9. Okay. Wiggins is 19.5. Like, and, and we're saying he's a franchise greatest player ever. It's, yeah. And it's crazy because you're looking at Wiggins. Like, I'm not saying Wiggins is near the career of, of, of Kimba as far as impact. But I'm like, it's two guys. And Wiggins has shot better than Kimba from the field. Crazy. And we're like, man, we're it's, just, it's, just, it's just effort, though. We're like, haters, you know man. I mean? We are absolute <laughs> haters. But it's it's effort. I think it just goes to the effort thing. Yeah, I agree. I Kimba just... Kimba's given it all. When he was with Charlotte, he gave everything he had. Well, you guys have heard me say this a million times, like Henry Ky- Kemba-Kyrie comparison. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, Kyrie is probably – Right. You know, Kyrie is definitely more talented. Right. But, like, I've never thought that there was that gap that everyone thought there was. No. Everyone thinks it's, like, Kyrie-Kemba. To no. me, it was more Why do you this. think that Boston's playing better with Kemba exactly. than Kyrie? Right. With the same – literally, I mean, they lost Horford. But literally, it's almost the same team. I mean, he's getting more out of fucking Robin Will- Robert Williams. Yeah. Sorry for the F word. But, um, yeah. you know, he's getting a lot out of the freaking Time Lord. You know, they lost Aaron Baines, too. Right. And yeah, but it has, they kept ticking, you know what I mean? And it's, but yeah, Grant Williams is, mm-hmm. that kid's nice. Yeah. That kid's good. Absolutely. And you can't forget, they didn't change coaches. Brad Stevens still a bad boy. Yeah. I got him coach his tail off. So. Would you rather have a superstar, Brad Stevens? <laughs> Remember that debate for like yes. a hot year? Like, I'll shut up. Uh-huh. You know, again, hilarious. you know, I run I run them off, you know, the last the last four years Kemba had it in, in Charlotte was 21, 23, 22, almost 26 points a game. Two yeah. or three All-Stars. Three. That's the last it. three. He's yeah. probably the last one because I was in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Probably should have made the one before that, and then this year he's averaging twenty four and a half. Yeah. I mean, so he's got the Celtics rolling, man. He does have the Celtics rolling. Good for him. I'm so happy for him. It it pained me because he's one of my favorite players to see him go to my least favorite NBA yeah. team. I know that hurts you, but at the same point, you he know, deserves. I it. want to see him do well. I want to see. I want to see him play for championships. Same. Same. I, I don't see know him if play he will because yeah. as well as they're playing right now, I, I still lean towards the. I know we're getting close to wrapping up. Yeah. Um, but the, I still lean towards Milwaukee. I still lean towards Philly. Philly. Yeah. I'm back and forth on Miami versus Boston because both teams are just playing out of their mind yeah, right now. Are. And they're all, they're getting something from everybody. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It will honestly be interesting to see how they deal with but the I Hayward thing. I think that's thing. the floor. Yeah. I, I think that it'll be interesting how, how the Hayward thing shakes out with him, you know, breaking his hand. Um, but, yeah, those are the best four You teams. know, the great thing about the NBA, though, the season's so long. Yeah. I mean, Hayward can break his hand and be back in eight weeks. Yeah. And, and, be, right, and, and, then, and be fine. I'm yeah. like Steph. Oh, they're shutting. Did you see that? They're shutting him down. Yeah. And, that's, and that's smart. They I mean, should. He, they, he's not going to help this team get 40 wins. No. So, you might as well just shut him down. You know, I love the fact him. that Tim's a Big East guy, um, you know, with Xavier now. Um, and me being a Big East guy with when Louisville was in the Big East, which sure. arguably I thought was the greatest conference run in the history of college basketball. There's no argument. It was. That conference was so loaded from top to bottom, year in, year out. Oh, dude, it was awesome. And even though Louisville's in a big conference now at the ACC, like I still look at them as being in the Big East. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. get a lot of shout-outs and references to the Big East Gosh. from probably all of us. The Big um, East on this was so show. Good, man. I mean, day in, day out, man, you're watching. It, it was almost to the point where, like, they were beating each other up so they couldn't play for a national championship yeah. because day in, day out, you're playing a top 25 team, and it was just rough. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame was awesome. Right. Louisville was awesome. Connecticut was awesome. Yep. Syracuse, Cincinnati. Yep. Georgetown was a little down a little bit, but they also did have a run they made to the Final Four uh, yep. with John Thompson the third. Hey, shout out to UC, man, coming from the Metro at Louisville. Yeah. Conference USA, Conference baby. Conference USA. What it do, baby? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, guys, that'll be uh, that'll be it for another week in edition of Shot Callers. Remember, five star reviews. Get on there and check us out. Uh, give us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, we're having a blast doing the pod. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, if you guys got topics that you want uh, Raspy DJ Tim to shoot out to us, let us know. Um, we love hearing from you guys. At 48 Minutes Network, NTWRK uh, is the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, we have Good Night, Bad Night post on there weekly. Uh, at Large Bid drops on. I think this week's going to be Wednesday. It's going to be we Wednesday. we wanted to rush the James Wiseman stuff. There you go. And also, I have no free time this week. I was going to say, and you'll be busy all week. Uh, so watch out for at large bid. They'll have all your stuff there. Also 48 minutes network will be dropping looking like Friday this week. Looking so on. normally 48 minutes will be Wednesday. At large would be Friday, but this week with Mike, my time schedule, we just had to switch Flip up, it so. up. Yep. So we're, we're moving things around, Dang, but just, you're going to get all your content. Um, everything Crazy that you want to hear, baby, we got it. 48 minutes network. Hey, thanks for everybody for listening, man. Like I said, get on there and get those five star reviews for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Um, tell friends about us, tell family about us. Uh, tweet us, Instagram, anything that you want. We want to get the listeners up, man. We want to tell you all about NBA basketball. Yep, absolutely. You guys have a good evening. Enjoy. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs>